Hey, everybody. Welcome to this special updated edition of the Cash That Podcast. This is your host, Joe Delera, and I have Dr. Tom Christ here, Fantasy Injury T of the Fantasy Injury Podcast. Some of the, the long-term listeners have heard Dr. Tom before, uh, but it's a pleasure to have you back on to talk some NBA injuries here. How you doing, Tom? I'm good, man. I'm excited. I'm watching my my Sixers try to keep up with the Celtics without our best player, who we'll be talking about in a second here. But uh, yeah, overall, I'm doing good. Happy to be here. How are you doing, Joe? Hey, we're hanging in there, man. You know, every day it's just it's just a slog. So we we try to get through. But the playoffs have been exciting. And uh, for those of you that don't know, Tom, uh, Tom, and a couple of the other guys, they have a podcast, uh, the Fantasy Injury Podcast, and they primarily focus on the NFL and how injuries impact fantasy performance, real-life performance, and what to expect from guys like as they come back from injury. So he does have a background in this. He's a real-life doctor, uh, so this is some really insightful things that he can give us. Uh, and I wanted to start off with the guy that you just talked about, which was Joel Embiid. And you know he's dealing with this grade-two knee sprain. Uh, I think they're calling it like an LCL. Um, what, what kind of injury is that Tom? Like what, what are we looking at here for Joel? Yeah. So the LCL is the ligament on the outside of the knee and its job is to control the knee and provide stability to the knee when we're cutting. So a player like Embiid, that's a massive part of his game. He's even for his size, he's still so agile, so explosive. That's really what one of the many things that separates him. A grade two indicates a partial tear of the ligament. It's going to be associated with swelling, pain, and then something called laxity. So that's basically the tissue starts to lose some of its stability factor. Got it. A grade three would be a full-blown tear. That's not what he's dealing with here. So it's not the worst case scenario. Typically, the acute phase of this type of injury lasts about seven to 10 days. And that's where you see a lot of pain, a lot of swelling, a lot of stiffness. He's... Getting towards the end of that, I believe his injury was 11 days ago. Right around there, yeah. Yeah, so so what what is typically a two to six or so week injury, he's, he's kind of getting to that point where it's not out of the question for him to return, but yeah. the injury is definitely not fully cleared up. Um, yeah. I know they're talking a lot about he's going to wear a brace, they're going to tape it up. That's, yeah, I mean, he's, he's probably going to play in game two, especially if the Sixers lose tonight, but we can expect some, you know, limitations in his explosiveness, but he's such a freak. He should still be pretty dominant. Yeah. It's, it's at certain point, it's probably a pain tolerance thing. Right. But at the, absolutely, at the same, but also at the same time, I think we need to consider the fact that um, this could get worse, right? Like yes. he could make this worse. So it's a decision between, are we going to really try to go after it this year you know, with this injury or like and run the and roll the dice that like maybe you're out all of next year. Uh I, I don't know that I would go that that far. Like certainly it, it plays a big factor in knee stability. So you could make the argument that if he further worsens the LCL, it could then put things like the ACL and the PCL at risk. But I don't really think that that's necessarily likely. I think if he were to if anything were to get worse, he could just have more of an injury to the LCL. Uh, which sometimes can require surgery if it's a full blown tear. Um, yeah. But I don't, I don't, I just don't see that happening. I, I could see more likely what happened is he would re aggravate this and it would just be more swollen, more painful, more stiff, which would put him out for 
a few more weeks. Got it. Got it. Okay. All right. So that, that kind of does make sense. So in, if he is able to return, you're saying it would impact his explosiveness and what, like his jumping, his lateral mobility, like how would this work? Lateral mobility would be the big one. And for as big as he is, like we see him Euro stepping sometimes. So something like that could be an issue. His ability to, uh, to like slide under the basket to play help defense. Um, But here's the other thing, Joe, when, when swelling and pain are, are, are the big issues, those tend to actually feel better when a player gets warmed up. So while, yes, this tissue is not going to be 100% healed by the time he hits the floor, I, I don't think it's going to impact him that much. Like there's things yeah. that I just said, we, we, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a little slower, a little less explosive, but he's so dominant and he's evolved into this very cerebral player at this point in his career that he should still be able to, to work Al Horford pretty well in my, in yeah. my, in my unbiased Philly fan opinion. Yeah. I was going to say, I think that I would definitely be targeting if he does return, I'd definitely be targeting some assist props because he might like rather than bully through some different spots, like they throw doubles or if he's in a position where it's like, Hey, like I got to back this guy down. Maybe he's like, I'm going to dish it right now. Like just, I could see that kind of opening up where if the other guys are playing well and he's able to set them up, then it might set him up for a little bit more success. So uh, unless you have any more thoughts on Embiid, I wanted to turn to uh, the Knicks series in a second. My, my only other thought on Embiid would be if if the sports books are putting his individual props lower than yeah. typical, specifically points, I would smash the over. Something like rebounds and blocks, perhaps that would be more affected. Yeah. But Embiid's going to find a way to score the basketball. I think that's good. I think that's a good point because. I could see them opening. They've been opening his lines at like 30 and a half, 31 and a half, uh, even 32 and a half. I could see this maybe opening at like a 25 and a half, which would be very, very low for him. Um, so I think that that's good advice because he's still going to have that t- shooting touch and, you know, he's still going to have the ability to get to the rim, but you know, maybe his, maybe he takes it a little bit easier crashing the boards and stuff where you're kind of jumping in like a little bit less of a controlled environment where everybody else is like, jump his body's flying you know it's like there's a little bit more injury risk there um exactly so i wanted to turn to the knicks versus the miami heat series there was a there's actually a lot of injuries to talk about in this spot uh the first one i think that's most important to talk about is obviously jimmy butler um jimmy butler sprained his ankle uh i i would argue as a knicks fan that he might have been trying to flop and then he sprained his ankle but you know so but but either way he sprained his ankle and he looked bad when he was out there after the injury he yeah, was he basically i i was stunned that he was in the game i was more stunned that the knicks weren't directly attacking him on defense and he like very clearly could not do anything what's the deal with that type of injury because i feel like players play on those sprains during the game, like, and then they, they really struggle to come back the next game. Like once it sets in and the adrenaline kind of goes away, you hit the nail right on the head and, and you'll see, I'm going to give an, a differing opinion on Jimmy Butler's situation compared to Julius Randle, even though they have pretty much the same injury. Okay. So you're absolutely right. When the, when this type of injury happens, it hurts a lot and it impairs their, their mobility as we saw with Jimmy but day two is worse. So I guarantee you he's in a lot more pain, a lot more swollen today, having a much harder time weight bearing on that ankle today. So 
this type of injury, we see like the acute inflammatory phase is what we call this first phase. It's like seven to 10 days for ligaments. So there's a lot of swelling management right now. That's the number one goal. He's got to get the swelling down. He's got to get the range of motion back. He's got to restore his ability to, to fully confidently bear weight on that ankle with as little pain as possible. He's a dog. Jimmy is an absolute dog. dog. He, I would be very shocked if he doesn't play. He's not going to be at 100%. No chance. Yeah. They're going to wrap that thing up. They're going to brace it so much. I don't know what they'll do medically. They might like shoot decoy him up with city. something. Yeah. Like they decoy just want him out for, there. Yeah. But also, but, and he's not going to be able to move as well as, as he typically does, which is going to impact his scoring, impact his defense. But he's such a freaking dog that he's going to find a way to still be effective. Yeah. Like, I don't think he's going to be typical Jimmy effective, at least in these first couple games, but he's going to find a way to produce in some capacity. Yeah. I mean, they do get a big break scheduling wise, which part of me had, like, I agree with you. I think that he definitely wants to play. Right. But they last played on Sunday. The next game is on uh, Tuesday. Right. So uh, this, that'll be dropping later today. Um, That game will be later today. The next game is on Saturday. Oh, that's huge. It's a huge break, right? So like with that type of sprain, depending on what we see, if he does play Tuesday, then maybe we'll see him be like, oh, like he's moving like, all right. He might actually just be fine for Saturday is kind of where you're coming from here. Uh, Close, close. Close, And of course, it depends on the severity of the injury and they may or may not tell us what grade of a sprain it was. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, If it's a grade one, then he'll probably be fine by Saturday. But if it's anything more than that, which just looking at the injury, I, I would suspect it's a little bit more than a grade one, especially with how, how not well he was moving after. Yeah. But yeah, for, for Tuesday's game, if he plays, he's, I doubt he's a hundred percent, but I didn't realize there was that big of a gap. So that very much it's works weird. in their yeah. favor. It's very odd. It's like, it's, it's a weird scheduling like snafu almost, but that's just, that's kind of the way that they broke it down. So I think um, the thing that's interesting, though, right, is Jimmy's been taking the primary defensive assignment a lot of the times on Jalen Brunson, who apparently now is also dealing with a left ankle sprain. I didn't notice him moving any, like, weirdly at all. Um, But if it's, like, a minor sprain, how do you, like, what, what do you even think of that as a doctor, like, in terms of the way that you would prepare a player to play? Or, like, is it just kind of, like, yeah, I think he's fine. Like it just, you know, he tweaked it. We're going to list them. Yeah. With Brunson, they're describing it as a sore right ankle. They're not even describing it as a sprain. I, I imagine there, there's a small sprain in there, but like, let's be honest with how much basketball players are jumping, cutting They all sprain their ankles. Like yeah. they all it's inevitable. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this doesn't sound overly concerning at all. It sounds like they're just going to wrap him up, brace him up pretty good. And, and he should be at his full workload unless okay. they're, they're just not, giving us as much detail as there is. But at the moment, this does not sound concerning whatsoever. Okay. So then, you know, we obviously have the other New York Nick with the other ankle injury and that's Julius Randall. And you were saying how that one you feel like is different from Butler. Um, He's obviously missed a significant amount of time, right? How do you, how do you differentiate between the two? Um, I feel like he's going to play given the fact that the Knicks are down like zero to one. But what do you, what are your thoughts on Julius Randle? So the most obvious differentiator here is simply time. So Randall's injury, uh, which by the way, was an aggravation of a previous injury, which that in itself is not great. 
but he last played April 26th. So we're looking what six, seven days, uh, a gap of, of yeah. when he's played. So if we, if we go back to that acute inflammatory phase of healing, which is the first phase of healing for tissues, seven to 10 days is usually where it's, you know, you know, most swollen, most stiff, most painful. He's at the tail end of that now. And yeah. so his, he's likely much less swollen, has much improved range of motion, ability to weight bear, cut, jump, et cetera. So, and, and there's even been videos of him yesterday or the day before shooting around and he looked pretty he looks good. Fine. Yeah. He yeah. looks okay. I, so, I do think that with the scheduling, right? Like I think that had they won game one, maybe he doesn't play game two. And that's kind of why I feel that way about Jimmy. And I'm like, well, maybe he does sit because they got the one on the road. Like they were trying to split. I, I feel like that motivation kind of can be involved here too. Like even if he's maybe not a hundred percent. Absolutely. It's all comes down to strategy. You don't want to risk your best player getting more injured if you think the team can handle it without them. But at the same time, every game here is so, so valuable. So how do you how do you weigh the importance of rushing a player back before you would ideally like to versus we need to win this game? So I definitely think Randall is going to suit up because they're down. They got to yeah. they, they scrap and claw as much as they can. Butler is interesting for both reasons. One is injury was yesterday. Two, they're up. And the, and then after Tuesday, they had this long gap. So he he may sit. We'll see. Yeah. Um, the one other guy that we got some questions about, and I, I think this will tie into this cap a little bit, right, is Bam Adebayo. He's not on the injury report now, but he has had some hamstring issues. When guys have these hamstring issues, he looked pretty good in game one, but what like how do you diagnose that like what are your thoughts because Ham, hamstring everybody's i always feel like hamstrings on the injury report all the time all the time it's it's such a high recurrence rate and the, and the uh the uh, history of a previous hamstring injury especially in like a short time frame increases the risk for another in an athlete by 2.7 times so he's certainly at risk for re-injuring it yeah this is the type of uh muscle that it's it's a major hip extensor and what that means functionally is with sprinting and with jumping it's highly involved and those are things that basketball players are constantly doing so there's definitely some risk for a re-injury here but he played 37 minutes last night with this injury yeah. and played played pretty well <laughs> so sure he could, he could get re-injured at some point but at this time i'm not any more concerned from a like if i was to be placing prop bets on him yeah. i'm not going to factor it in too much at this point cuz anybody it. can get hurt in any game yeah so one of the things that i think is interesting about bam right is his points prop is set at 18 and a half um and he's actually gone over that in 8 of his last 9 games without jimmy butler this season when he's played at least 10 minutes there's one game where he played just a couple just to kind of get him in there for a couple reps but um, that's definitely an interesting spot because he did tally 16 against the Knicks and he's been under this 18 and a half line in four in a row against the Knicks in four of his last five. So it's definitely an interesting spot. And I think one of the things as well is if Randall's in, it should take a little bit of defensive pressure off of Jalen Brunson, especially if Jimmy Butler is kind of struggling to move around, um, out of these guys, whose injury do you think like is most likely to really impact the rest of this postseason? 
um, or at least the rest of this playoff series, like do you think that might miss the most time? Is it, is it really like Joel Embiid or is it like Jimmy Butler? Um, it's hard to kind of say. Yeah. I think it's a complete tie between the two. And, and here's why we're still learning the details on Jimmy's injury. We don't know how severe it is, but just the time frame is not in his favor at all with it happening in game one. That's yeah. not good. Joel's is a pro- from the information we have a little bit more severe, uh, but he's had 11 days already to to rest and rehab. So from a timeline standpoint, he's at least making his way through the rehab process. Uh, but both of those two are, are the ones that I have concerns about. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Tom. I appreciate uh, I appreciate the insight that you've given us in some of these injuries. Uh, could you let everybody know where exactly to find you? Yes, I'm on Twitter at Fantasy Injury T. That's Fantasy Injury and the letter T. You can also find the Fantasy Injury team on Twitter at Injury underscore Fantasy. We are also on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube with the same uh, Injury underscore Fantasy. Awesome. And your podcast, you'll probably start picking it back up again, right? Like sometime around summer camp, I guess. Yeah. So we put a good one out last week, two, maybe two weeks ago. There was a little uh, uh, NFL draft prep. We had an NFL agent on who gave us awesome, awesome insight about the pre-draft process. So much in-depth stuff that typical fans never would know. And then um, we also had on our friend Nick Mazzillo, who is he does a lot of rookie scouting fantasy players and non-fantasy relevant players he does a lot of rookie scouting he gave some really good insight on some of his favorite players in this up in the the draft that just happened this past weekend all right well that's where you find tom and fantasy injury t and the fantasy injury podcast so tom it was a pleasure having you on really appreciate you coming in and giving us some real insight on what these injuries mean how they affect the players and how to make some of that actionable Um, so we, we really enjoyed having you on. Thanks, Tom. Anytime. All right.